but over time the more I did it the more it became like really wondrous and incredible and fascinating and I just started to really fall in love with my body it kind of felt like a deep sea diver in the night and she was illuminating different parts of the sea and just discovering really incredible sights and feelings and smells and situations welcome to deep within on this show we dive deep into the nervous system emotional healing and transformation from within the body when i started my personal development journey it was all in the mind doing affirmations visualizations listening to endless motivational videos and i found that this approach without actually getting my body on board only left me in deeper shame and distress so this is actually how i discovered somatic body-based healing my name is Marina Yanai Triner, and I am the Compassionate Somatic Coach. I am gentle, sensitive, and I love deep conversations. I am so, so, so excited and so glad you're here so we can feel like we're together in our own little bubble of deep talks. So the other day, someone I love dearly asked me about overwhelm and they said that they're constantly feeling really, really overwhelmed and what the heck can we do about that? So in this episode, I wanted to share with you some really great tools and also an understanding of what overwhelm is because of course I experience it and I used to experience it a lot without knowing what to do about it. So that's the main thing is having the tools to move through it because we're all human, we're all gonna experience it every once in a while. So if you're actually noticing it in your body, that's really, really good, you know, good for you. That's a good sign. And here are some great things of how to move through it. So what is actually overwhelm? You know, in the past, I used to think that overwhelm is all in my head. Overwhelm is a mental thing and I can think my way through it. I can sit there. I can think about solutions. I can do stuff. I can go for a walk, blah, blah, blah. And that does not work, my friends. That does not work one bit because overwhelm is actually in your body overwhelm is in your nervous system. So essentially when you are overwhelmed, what's happening is that your body feels like something is too much. And when we look at our nervous system, we have three nervous system states. I will talk about this a lot in the podcast, but I will mention it probably every episode because it's really helpful. And we have our regulated state, which is the ventral vagal state, and that is a state where we are in our bodies, we are present, we are compassionate, and perhaps, you know, some difficult things happen. Maybe we get sad, maybe we get frustrated, but we are still staying in our body. We still stay connected to our bodies and to other people. And then we have our sympathetic state, which is where there's something that happens that's upsetting and then we go into fight or flight or we go into being angry or being agitated or being irritated, anxious. And as I speak, I want you to just kind of imagine that energy in your own body. And then the third state is dorsal vagal. And that is a state of collapse, of 
overwhelm <laughs> that's that's a good word for it of being in freeze of feeling really hopeless and helpless and just just a note we need all of these states they are all very very important we don't want to get rid of them because this is a system our autonomic or automatic nervous system is that system that gets to work for us when we need to survive when we need protection And so it's really important, you know, if you're walking on the street and there's an actual danger, this system will go off. So here's the thing. Let's say you are going about your day and there is no real danger out there. But what happens is that your body perceives a danger. So let's say you get a text that is not so great. Let's say you look at your bank account and you get nervous. Let's say your boyfriend sent you a message that wasn't very good for you. All of that is going to be perceived in your body as a threat. So even though there's no actual physical threat to your safety, your body is going to perceive it like there is, which is crazy, right? It's so fascinating. And so what's going to happen is your body's going to go into fight or flight, whether you notice it or not, that will happen. And then you're going to get really, really anxious. And if for whatever reason you cannot solve the issue, you know, you don't have that closure conversation with your partner, you are still freaking out about your bank account and there's nothing to make you feel like everything's okay and safe. And you keep this feeling of I'm not safe. I'm not safe. I'm not safe. This is all subconscious. Remember, this is not conscious stuff. You're not actually sitting there thinking that this is happening in the background of your existence in your body and in your mind. Then your body is going to go into a freeze state, into a helplessness, into this overwhelm. And that is a really good thing if you actually are in danger, because if you are in danger and you cannot solve the situation, you cannot actually effectively run away or fight, then your body goes numb. And in that moment, All, everything, all your senses are dumbed down essentially because your body's protecting itself from the pain of this danger. So that is, again, a good thing if there is an immobilizing threat and that's what happens, you get immobilized. However, when it's your daily life and everything feels like a threat and you feel overwhelmed very often or even if you feel overwhelmed here and there and you don't have the tools to cope with it, that can be really challenging. That can be really demoralizing, I would say. So what do we do with this? And why does this even happen? Like, why do we actually feel this way if there is no threat? This is all based on your past experiences, past trauma, right? So if you have a lot of trauma around money. Like let's say you grew up and you experienced poverty or even your parents did and they told you stories about it and there's a lot of fear around money, that emotion, fear, or maybe there's a lot of anger or a lot of grief and that those emotions are actually stuck in your body. You've never 
allow them to be expressed. You're kind of imagine this as a person who's just like, like sucking everything in and all their muscles are tense because they're just preventing themselves from feeling that. And you can even imagine the amount of illness and physical pain that a person like that will experience because they're literally walking around the world squeezing everything so tight, everything's constricted, they're preventing themselves from giving in to these feelings and processing them, which is what trauma healing is all about, which is totally understandable because these feelings feel really overwhelming, right? So it's like there's this cycle that we get stuck in, which is really frustrating. I'm overwhelmed, but healing this is also really overwhelming to me. So now I'm stuck for years and I don't know what to do. And so this is where nervous system regulation techniques come in. And I'm going to do like an entire masterclass on this. I actually have a free masterclass on nervous system regulation. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. But I also really would love to record a whole episode masterclass on this because I know it's going to be so helpful. And essentially, regulating your nervous system requires for you to slowly, slowly start to connect to your body, start to actually sense your body, because all of the nervous system regulation techniques that I teach, they're happening in the body. So if you're actually thinking about them, if you're doing the motions, but you're thinking about them, it's not going to do you any good whatsoever. But if you practice connecting to your body, which is the first step of this whole entire process, is you need to practice connecting to your body. And that looks like literally setting a timer for five minutes, even one minute, if five minutes is too much. Because when we do this work, the most important thing is not to get overwhelmed, right? It's not to, again, push ourselves and do these things that are going to feel really overwhelming. It's to teach our body that we can do healing work that actually feels really safe and nice. So set a timer for a minute, for two minutes, whatever feels kind of manageable to you and close your eyes and just start to sense your body. And the most important areas that I would recommend for you to focus on are your throat, your chest, your belly, and your pelvis. And these areas really, really store a lot of trauma. And so when you do this at first, it might feel really intense. I know for me, like I literally would fall asleep within five minutes. So if this happens to you, it's okay. Lower the time that you're practicing this. Practice it for 30 seconds. Just notice, hmm, my chest right now feels open, light, constricted, heavy, tingling. Maybe there's a color that you would give these sensations or a texture and just explore and play with it. So this is not meant to be like a boot camp. It's meant to be a fun exploration of your body. For me in the beginning, it was difficult, but over time, the more I did it, the more it became like really wondrous and incredible and fascinating. And I just started to really fall in love with my body. It kind of felt like a deep sea diver in the night, which sounds scary, but it wasn't because the deep sea diver had this huge flashlight and she was illuminating different parts of the sea and just discovering really incredible 
sights and feelings and smells and and situations. So that's what it felt like for me. So this is a practice that I encourage you to do for quite a while until you feel relatively comfortable in your body. You feel relatively connected. And that's kind of a baseline for all of the other things that I'm going to suggest. The other baseline is this. If you're feeling unbelievably overwhelmed and you're also working like 10 hour days, stop. (laughs) Because And I know, I know that can be easier said than done for a lot of us. But the more that I do this work, the more that I learn for myself that I cannot have 10 hour days and not even sometimes eight hour days. You know, I really prioritize my mental health and my nervous system health. And the more my nervous system is healthy, the more awesome shit I can do in the world that doesn't require killing myself, which is really wonderful. So as much as you can, just lower the load on your nervous system. You know, maybe tell your partner that you are really focusing on this for the next month. You need to take a break from intense things for you. For me, for example, like all like bureaucracy things and paperwork and Different silly things like that can be really, really, really overwhelming. So when I feel like that, I actually ask my partner, can you take care of these things because I'm feeling really overwhelmed? I have a pretty sensitive nervous system, so I really pay close attention to that. And so when I'm feeling like that, I take some time off. I just go be in nature. I do fun things. I either go away from people or spend a lot of time with people depending on what I'm feeling like. So that's really something that I want you to sit with. Even if it feels impossible, this is your health we're talking about. So see what at least little things that you can eliminate from your day that are causing you so much stress that you can just focus on your healing. If you are extremely overwhelmed, this is going to be so important. So again, the first two steps, one is connecting to your body and two is reducing external overwhelm, not just internal. So Actually, the interesting thing is when we reduce the external overwhelm, sometimes the internal overwhelm gets even higher because we have the capacity to be with it, to sit with it, to see it. So don't be discouraged if that happens through this journey. The thing that has changed the most for me is not that I don't get overwhelmed. It's that I'm okay with it. You know, I just expect it and I know what to do with it. So it's not that I live this perfect life and I'm always so calm and peaceful. Absolutely not. I have so many moments of overwhelm, even over like really silly things like, okay, I'm going to throw one out because if you relate to this, I really want to know all service providers especially like, I don't know, cleaning people, um, gardeners, all these things that I've had to kind of accept in my life in Costa Rica, which I've never had before. Those people being in my space really overwhelm me for like a whole bunch of different reasons. One, because there is a stranger in my house. Two, because I go into total people-pleasing mode and I feel so guilty around them and I feel like I feel bad that you're here, but I'm paying you. Like, it's this whole weird thing that I'm really working on, but it is so, so overwhelming to me. And I literally just like sit there when these people are around and do my nervous system regulation. So I have my tools 
And it doesn't mean that life is perfect, right? It means that I am expecting to sometimes get overwhelmed. And I know that that's not necessarily bad because actually in the past, I was so in my head that I wouldn't even notice that I'm getting these little kicks of overwhelm throughout the day. And then a week later, I was just totally shut down for a week. So basically, it's really, really important to do this first step that I mentioned, which is connecting to your body, because then your body's going to speak to you. And these little things that seem really small throughout your day, they actually build up. So let's say your day begins and in the morning, you know, you didn't sleep really well. So your nervous system is already at a two activation or one or two, right? And then, you know, your day was busy in the morning. Maybe you have kids, you're running around. You didn't get to eat proper breakfast and now you're like really hungry. You're at a four now, right? You're hangry. You're about to be hangry. And then, you know, let's say that in your work, something really triggering happened and someone blamed you for something and you feel like it's not fair, but you're like upset because you're already at a four, you're going to get to an eight right there. You're not going to get to like a five, right? Because your nervous system is already taxed. So it's not just about past trauma. It's also about your day, like what's happening in your day. And do you actually pause and take one minute? Literally, we're talking about a minute to actually settle yourself, you know? And if you do that, you will become a much more calm, loving person. That doesn't come from like telling yourself in your head, I want to be calm and loving. No, that's actually work within your body. So again, in order to get those little signs from your body, I was going to say from the universe, your body is the universe. That's how I see that. that. Um, in order to get those little signs where your body's like, Ooh, that was a lot. That was intense for me. You have to be connected to your body, right? You have to actually connect rather than live in the mind. So that is that first practice that I mentioned. It is simple and very profound. And you can also put on some calming music and just lay down on your bed and take those one to five minutes and just be in your body. And then the next piece of this is actual nervous system regulation. So there are many, many, many tools. There are so many tools. And the most important thing is to kind of find maybe up to three tools that feel really good to you that you can use throughout your day that you can kind of turn to as your go-to and see how they feel for you. So I'm going to name three that I really like lately, but honestly, I teach so many. I teach a bunch on the free masterclass, which I'm going to link below. And then I also teach a bunch in my Heal Flow program. We literally start every session with nervous system regulation pretty much for five months. So just imagine how many tools you get. And I also will be teaching them in my retreat. Uh, which is this March. So Heal Flow starts in February and the retreat starts March or happens in March. So if you want to really learn these tools and practice them and integrate them in you know, a group setting where you can get feedback and instruction in depth, then definitely check out those links. So nervous system regulation, my three favorite tools, and you can literally Google these. One is the VOO, V-O-O by Dr. Peter Levine. 
Number two is the butterfly hug, which comes from EMDR. And number three at the moment is shh breath. So that breath, you basically inhale and as you exhale, it's like you're telling someone to be quiet. Shh. And you do that for a few rounds. Now, again, I want to remind you that in order for these to actually work, you have to feel your body. If you're in your head and you're like, this is really nice. I like this sound, right? Or I like this butterfly hug. It's, it feels cool on my skin or something. And you're not actually sensing your throat, your chest, your belly, and your pelvis, your sensations there. Nothing will actually happen. You know, <laughs> nothing will shift. So that's very important. And then the last thing that I want to talk about with you today is emotional healing. Because to me, in the somatics community that I you know, studied and practiced with, I feel like nervous system regulation was really emphasized, which is awesome and very much needed. However, I felt like the discussion on emotions was not enough. And maybe... I don't know, maybe people were raised with like some awesome parents that taught them what to do with their feelings, but I know that I did not get any tools to deal with my emotions, and I'm guessing that if you are listening to this podcast, your relationship with your emotions is not very strong. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. So that means that maybe you are very reactive, like you have an emotion, and you just literally react like a child. And I'm not saying that to be condescending because I definitely still do this sometimes. It is kind of intuitive for a lot of us to do this. And yet we can learn to be different, you know, to, to feel an emotion, to express an emotion and not to react from the emotion. And then the second option is that you have an emotion and you kind of shut down or you completely avoid it like it doesn't exist so both of these things are ways that you actually increase your overwhelm believe it or not emotions exist right they are energy in your body that is alive that is present that exists and if you avoid it it's not going to go away So when we experience trauma, whether it's a car accident, moving countries, generational trauma, like our parents or our grandparents were in a dangerous situation, or we have parents that are really strict, or parents that don't pay attention to us, or parents that have trauma themselves and are passing it down to us, all of these things cause a lot of emotion to come up, really intense emotion. And If this becomes a trauma, it means that you didn't actually take the time to process this emotion. You didn't sit there and just feel this emotion in your body and express it so that it clears out. Emotion is literally just energy, right? It's just energy that needs to be felt, observed, and then expressed in your own space, not at someone, not in front of someone, because emotions are yours. No one makes you feel something. People can trigger an emotion inside of you, but no one forces your emotions. Your emotions are yours. Your anger is yours. Your sadness is yours. Your disgust is yours. Like all the things. Your happiness is yours. So yes, someone can trigger that happiness, you know, or that anger, 
but the responsibility over the emotion is yours and yours alone. And that is very, at the same time, terrifying and freeing. Because so many of us are used to being like, that person made me angry, so I'm going to take out all my rage on them right now, and they deserve it because they made me angry. That is called a child-parent relationship. Because when you are a baby, you don't know how to regulate your emotions, so you just scream or you just cry at your parents, right? But when you're an adult... You are supposed to have the tools to move through an emotion in a way that doesn't take it out on someone else. But most of us did not receive those tools. So it is time now, my dear friends, at our ripe old age (laughs) to learn these tools. You know, I started learning them in my late 20s slash 30s. So you are not too late to the game, I promise. Even if you're 50 or 60 listening to this. I have clients of all ages and we all get to learn this now and it's really life-changing. So emotional healing involves, first and foremost, from a regulated state, meaning you are not now super, super triggered and in your overwhelm and you are just going into the emotion. You're just going into the sadness, right? Because we want to experience that emotion from a trauma in our lives in a very safe way, in a way that actually feels safe, unlike it was when we experienced danger. So we're actually telling our bodies, it's okay to feel this. I'm actually safe now and I can feel this and it's safe. I just said safe and feel this like 50 times, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) It's very important to feel this in a safe way. So I want you to make absolutely sure that you are regulated, that you've done these techniques and that you feel really present and that you also feel like you have the capacity to feel that sadness or that pain or that anger or that disgust or anything else that is coming up in your body. And you don't have to necessarily link it to an event. Like it's not like, oh, I now remember something my mother said to me when I was seven that was really hurtful and I'm going to now, you know, feel those emotions that I had when I was at that age that I shut down. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You can actually just feel whatever emotion is there, you know, because let's say you're overwhelmed you sense the overwhelm, maybe you go binge Netflix, it's all good, that is not bad or wrong, it is helpful in that moment, and then let's say two hours later you feel a little bit better, you're noticing that you have the capacity to be with whatever is coming up for you, and then you allow yourself to regulate your nervous system, and then you notice the emotion. A lot of times when we do this uh, nervous system regulation, the emotions just come up anyway. We don't even have to try um, for a lot of us, not for everyone. So we're all unique, right? So don't forget that. And some of us might have to dig, like we might have to sit with ourselves and be like, do I feel sad? Do I feel angry? Do I feel disgusted? Am I scared? Am I super happy? Because pleasure can be really dysregulating as well. And then you allow yourself to observe this emotion. How does it feel like in your body? What is the charge that it has? How is it moving? Is it really still? Is it small? Is it quiet? Is it really big and intense? And then the last step is you express it. You express it by however it wants to be expressed. Maybe you want to go, yuck, 
if it's disgust, right? Maybe you want to scream and roar and hiss. Maybe you want to punch and kick. Maybe you want to run. Maybe you want to say a particular sentence or word. And this is so magical. Like our body is so magical because sometimes I find myself saying these sentences and I'm like, wow, that feels really right to my body right now, but I have no idea where it's coming from, but it just feels so healing. And so you just express that and you keep and keep expressing until you feel a sense of lifting and clarity and space. A little important side note. You might not get there. You might not, you might express the emotion. You might not even feel comfortable expressing the emotion. Like it might feel so weird for you that you're like, I think I'm sad, but I don't know what to do with this. Or it feels like I'm angry, but I have no idea. Like it might be super confusing, first of all. Second of all, you might let yourself express and express, but there is no lifting. Like you still feel really heavy in your body and you still feel that sadness. And that still happens to me sometimes and I understand it. So for me, it's really helpful to understand these things and not judge them. And that's happening because number one, you're still learning about emotions and your relationship with emotions is evolving and it might even be triggering to let yourself feel and express an emotion because when you were a kid, you weren't allowed to. I had a client in my program that um, said something like, whenever I express my anger just in my own space, grief comes up and I don't get it. And I asked her, I'm wondering if it's grief about the fact that you weren't allowed to express anger as a child. And she said, yeah, that really resonates. So that could definitely be something that you know you experience that's one point another point is a lot of times we tend to go to an emotion that we feel the most comfortable with so we tend to go to sadness when actually we feel anger but we are just really uncomfortable with anger so we never let ourselves go there and we have to get to what what Hilary Jacobs Handel, who I just adore her work on emotions, she calls it core emotions. And also I believe in IFS and many different disciplines. We have this idea of core emotions, which is, you know, the most core emotion that you're experiencing in that moment. It's actually going there and feeling that all the way through that allows you to create space in your body and to get to this place of stillness and calm and regulation. So again, this all depends on how much trauma you have, your past, your relationship with your emotions, how connected you are to your body, how able you are to feel your body, how able you are to process these things, how much capacity you have that day. You know, sometimes this process is so easy for me and sometimes I get stuck in it. So every day is different. So I just want to put all these disclaimers because I want you to know that literally no matter what happens when you practice all this stuff, there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect as you are. You're on a journey. I have been probably to every stage that you are going to go through. So I get it. It's confusing. It's a lot. It's intense sometimes. And at the same time, we have these really cool victories along the way. We have these moments where everything just feels so spacious and it feels so yummy and 
it feels so easy, you know, and suddenly you feel like you cleared something, you cleared a piece of trauma, and now you can just be more you, you know, that's the biggest freedom, you can be more you, and coming back to overwhelm, you can be less overwhelmed generally like overall so there's this beautiful concept by dr dan siegel called the window of tolerance and as we do this work our window of tolerance grows meaning we can handle more shit and not go into overwhelm we just don't go there you know as often which is just so beautiful so this work is definitely worth it as difficult as it is it is a hundred thousand percent worth it and i recommend it to everyone there is no human who doesn't need this but especially if you feel overwhelmed a lot of the time this is going to be so powerful for you. So again, check out the three resources that I mentioned, the free training on the nervous system that I'm going to link below, the Heal Flow program, which is an incredible opportunity to work on this stuff for five months with me as your supporter, with the rest of the group going through this along with you. It is an incredible community that I just adore. And then also the retreat in Costa Rica this March, which is going to be so awesome. And I'm co-leading it with my friend Nikita, who is just like a badass. She's she's incredible. So I'm really excited for you to meet us both. And if you have any questions about any of these things, you can always reach out. The email to my team is in my Instagram. I hope that this episode was really helpful for you and that you kind of wrapped your head around overwhelm what it means and how to work through it how to work with it most importantly and i hope you have the most beautiful rest of your day just remember to be compassionate with yourself throughout this process Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. If you liked it, please make sure to leave me a review so that more beautiful humans can get to this podcast and subscribe to the show. And please do share it with a friend who would benefit. And I always love to hear from all of you on Instagram. So visit me there at marina.y.t. I share really awesome content and would love to hear your comments about the episodes. Until next time, I love you so much and I appreciate you. Have the most beautiful day.